You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to a drifter. Yeah, all right, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be. Uh, you know, I don't know anything. It's just, we don't need to keep doing this. What do you mean? It's just, it's enough already. No, it's what we do. It's like our, I know, it's but it's intro. just like, you know, just, you'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They know. What do you mean? They They'll figure it they out. Wouldn't. They'll figure it out. We don't need to bother with this. Why not just set it up for them? Well, it's just, we've, it's done. It's been overdone. It's just, we've done it. We've done it. You know, if you do, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. If it's fine, I don't know what's going on. We've done honestly. it for every. I, it's just we don't it. need to. We don't need to bother anymore. We're good. Where did we get it? You did the work. I showed up. There will be accents. Come on, it's enough already. Just like, what kind of accents? Whatever you want. Bangladesh. So, not that one. <laughs> Nope. Chinese. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Isn't it crazy? Um, a Mexican. Uh, Mexican. Just, uh, no. Mexican. Come on. Let's go. Let's do a little more European style. You dick. <laughs> Bangladesh. Japanese. Stop. <laughs> Don't pitch anymore. No more pitching. About. Cuban. I feel like I could no. And called it quote his jam pad. Jam pad. I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five part coefficient. <laughs> now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep till hippo. No sleep till hippo. That action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Uh, Gareth, we are, uh, you and I, are going to be doing a thing called the tour uh, of the dollop. We're going to do this, but we're going to do it live in theaters and and a few uh, garages and that'll start on uh, July 27th in San Jose, and then we'll be the next night in San Francisco, and then on the 30th we'll be in Sacramento, and then we head to Boise, which is in Idaho, you Salt Lake City on the 3rd, Boulder on the 5th, Denver on the 6th, Las Vegas on the 9th, Phoenix on the 10th, San Diego on the 12th, and I know one of those is wrong, so whichever one, you're right, I didn't say it right. Um, <laughs> and then that'll be... Uh, that'll be uh, Place something you can buy tickets for at thedollopodcast.com. Uh, I also will be at uh, the Comedy Store on June 13th, I believe. I'll post that's on my social place. media about that, but that's in Los Angeles. And then if you want more tour information, go to garethreynolds.com. July, I'll be everywhere up and down the East Coast. Gareth, the dollop is brought to you in part by a little something called Squarespace. Mm. Ha! Yeah, Mm. I said it. What is Squarespace? Squarespace is an all-in-one domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics situation. They got it all. They got the whole ball of wax. Uh, They have dogs also. 
So uh, if you're looking for a website, that's that's what we use, Gareth and I. Gareth, uh, as he just said, his own website. That's a Squarespace website. My, my website is Squarespace, and then the Dollop Sources is Squarespace, and then, of course, the dollopodcast.com, where you can get all your uh, ticket uh, links, is also Squarespace. So They're all we're Squarespace. all in. Yeah. No, none of those is with another company. I don't even think there is another company. Not if I have anything to do with it. And listen, if you don't, uh, if you're making a website and you don't use Squarespace, Gareth and I are going to find you. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't. We're going to find you. Uh, I, I feel like let's stick. Uh, they're not going to enjoy hearing hey, that. Sh- and it's going to get weird. Dave, what a weird threat that is. That's a strange threat. What does that even mean? So they have marketing tools and email marketing and SEO tools, Google Search Console, right uh, social media integration, banners and promotions. Hello. They got it all. Yeah. So you're going to want to get – who are you talking to? Squarespace. They're furious. Yeah, no, I know. I'm telling you. Oh, did you tell them I threatened everybody? I apologize. But just keep going with the ad. I'm in the middle of something. Tell them I'll come after them if they don't agree with this. Not go happy. to Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Do not disagree with me, Squarespace. We, we are, Stop we talking to him. Speak for us. I'd love to do a side ad. Absolutely. Call me after this. We, and when I say me, I mean me, Dave Anthony, and my, uh, my partner, the trader, also do uh, something for a little company called Mindbloom. You heard that right. Look, there is no quick fix for anxiety, depression. Uh, it's just you can't pick a new therapist and feel better all of a sudden or start like exercising. And there's, there's work. You got to put work into it. And sometimes, sometimes something comes along and you can kind of unlock your brain a little bit. Yes. Start a new way of thinking about seeing the world. Maybe that thing is a guided ketamine therapy situation from Mindbloom. Yes. Right? Yes. I was talking to someone I know who has just started doing this. You can now do this anywhere. And she finds it so helpful. And it's been in therapy a ton. And something like this just is kind of like it uncorks a different part of yourself. Right, so uh, there's a new tool to improve your mental health, at-home ketamine therapy. Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. Unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the unpleasant side effects of traditional antidepressants. In a study of over 1,200 Mindbloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only two sessions. pretty good. Right now, uh, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash dollop and use promo code dollop. Take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with Mindbloom. Mindbloom.com slash dollop. Use promo code dollop. Boom. Way to go. Uh, we should also mention, Dave, if you uh, want to get bonus content, if you like us, if you want to have an ad-free experience, you can simply go to our Patreon. And uh, we do stuff every week. Like uh, last week, I failed a quiz. It's exciting. Boy, did you. Boy, howdy, <laughs> did I. November 23rd, 1804. Mm. Year of our Lord. Oh, God. J-Town. 
Guess who got a motorcycle? What are you talking about? J-Town. Yeah. Where? The kids love it. What year is this? What are you talking about? What year He's is it? He's back? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? J-Town is here. He's with us. Okay. He's riding bikes. <laughs> it's all very... He is? Is he riding bikes or a motorcycle? That's what some of us call a motorcycle. I'm in the Mongols. What is happening? Franklin Pierce was born to Benjamin and Anna Kendrick Pierce in Hillsborough, New Hampshire. Anna Kendrick. Not the same one. He was the sixth of eight kids. Mm. Okay. Uh, Dad was very stern. Dad was a, a Revolutionary War hero. Okay. And uh, he was the most uh, influential guy uh, in Hillsborough. Okay. Uh, he's Jeffersonian Republican, so he hates Federalists, sure. the Hamilton types. Oh. Uh, he, he thought they were elitist snobs. Okay. And Gareth, yeah. that's only because they were elitist snobs. But weren't they, they were the singers, though. They were rap singing, and they were bebopping, and they were doing the whole thing. So that, to me, The right? Federalists? Yeah. You're, you're thinking of Hamilton. You're yeah. thinking of the play. Alexander the, Hamilton. It, yeah. Yep. Don't. Nope, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're not talking about. We're talking about the person Hamilton, not the not the musical. The cow had a heifer son, like Thomas Jefferson. son. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, nobody's happy right now. Yeah, I get it. Uh, so he thought he thought they were uh, snobs even more when they took over the state legislature in New Hampshire, and fired him uh, from the office of sheriff. Okay. So uh, Franklin, not exactly a studious kid. Uh, sure. He liked being outdoors. Okay. But his father really wanted him to get educated. So he sent him to different schools to learn Latin and Greek, amongst other things. Sure. So hating um, the snobs, like his dad. Yeah. Uh, so Benjamin is sent, uh, uh, sorry, Franklin is sent by Benjamin to uh, a college in, May- in Maine called Bowden College. Sure. Uh, he was si- he's 16 at that point. Hmm. Which is when you start college. That's right? that started at sixteen. I started around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Some kid just graduated from Stanford and he's twelve, and, what? and that's people just are letting dumb him. to me. That nobody's, nobody's beating him up. Well, you can't. But that's stupid um, to me. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't know what you get out of that. It like, just feels like a that's kid? a bad call for like. You know, I mean, I you know, give him a few, give him fifteen. Let's fifteen, twelve. I didn't mean to start a whole thing. No, it just seems it's just it's just starting to piss me off. I know it's clear. It's um, just you know. No, I don't. No, I don't. Well, he's an asshole. Take it up with J Town. Uh, so he sends him, like he said, he sends him to this college in Maine. He's not a good student, like I said. Uh, he would often skip classes and go hiking. In, so in the why woods. is he going at sixteen if he sucks? Well, everybody went to college. That's just the standard age. Yeah. Okay. Um, So Franken was known uh, to burst into uh, friends' rooms, other students, to have a wrestling match. That's cool. Yeah. I've done that. I mean, that's... That's just hijinks. Yeah. 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 It's just standard Breaking in. Some people are afraid by that move, but I think that's that's fine. Not me. Yeah. That's totally normal. I don't know why that doesn't... Yeah, just jump in. 
I just I'm with a woman. Yeah, yeah, let's go. They also would sneak out of the dorms at night to drink at uh, Brunswick Tavern. Franklin, Franklin, a bit of a lightweight, apparently, according to author Michael Holt. Quote. He often became riotously giddy much sooner than his drinking partners. Yeah, okay. Seen those. Never great. Which is, well, getting, getting uh, giddy. I, God, there's something going on in my house. Yeah, well, speaking of which, situation. it sounds like it's, a, it's not great. Um, yeah, well, just, great. just you know, I mean, I remember even high school. I mean, we used to bring the hammer down, and we had one buddy who was two beers. He would be, like, on another planet, and you'd be like, eh, this is annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. They were terrible. on it. They were just on a shortened timeline. Yeah, and we would play a lot of pranks on him. On my album, I actually have the joke about this guy, which is where we drew straws to see who would throw him in the pool and uh, at an above ground pool, so it didn't work. But then we drew straws again to see who was going to put peanut butter on his testicles to get the dogs to lick it off. And then the Ooh, dogs came in a- and they shut up. The dogs came in and they had no interest in doing it. So we took a peanut butter sandwich. We took two bites out of it to set it beside and make it look like he'd had like a peanut butter sandwich accident. And then the next day he told us he was allergic to peanut butter. I feel like none of that should have been said. You know what I mean? Like not to uh, it's organic, else, like me. Okay. Uh, so at the end of his sophomore year, uh, Frank is the worst student in his class. Nice. Uh, he's very liked, though. Everyone likes him. Uh, but he got really embarrassed by that and decided to t- he's going to turn it around. So no more hikes, no more going to the tavern. No more rest, no more jumping in rooms and starting wrestling matches. No, no wrestling bros late night. Yeah. Uh, he starts getting up at 4 a.m. every day to study. Wow. His class, uh, by the time he graduated, his class was only 14 uh, guys, though. Okay. But he finished fifth, okay. not 14. Sure, great. He moved uh, back to his parents' house in Hillsboro and began working under a local lawyer, and he gets admitted to the bar in September 1827. Okay. 23 years old. Pretty good. So now he he's a lawyer. practice there. What? He's a lawyer. He opens a practice in Hillsboro uh, the same d- year his dad is elected governor. Okay. Uh, it was easy because he didn't run against anybody. It was just him huh. running. Uh, that that uh, doesn't happen Frank- anymore. No. Franken was also involved in local politics at this point. Um, he gets elected to lead a Republican meeting. And then when he's just 24, Franklin's elected to the State House of Representatives. Okay. At, which I can imagine in New Hampshire at that point is like three guys. It can't be right. a lot. It's 18 20s. There's, is there anybody there? Is there anybody there now? I don't know. You know what it's I mean? It's hard to tell. I don't think there's no way to find out. That's the problem. No, no. Uh, and then after two years, he becomes Speaker of the House. He's, uh, like I said, super well liked, very charming, has a very deep voice, which helps him quite a bit because audiences can hear him That's when right. he speaks at rallies. Yeah, We're he's like a Barry White of New Hampshire's. He's New Hampshire's Barry White. Mm hmm. That's right. This bill's got everything we need. Oh. Now we're going to hold the vote. Sorry, is it hot in here? Let's get ready to hold the vote. Oh, my God. I am tingling. Who wants to wrestle? (laughs) What? Yeah. He has, uh, like I said, he has a deep voice. Um, He's also very good looking. Okay. 
So, I said Dave, to be very. Uh, can we just say it? He's a fuck machine. He's a fuck machine. Uh, he's uh, very empathetic also. Oh, I'll get now, it. Now, I understand why that must have been very difficult for you. <laughs> yeah, girl. We're going to pass a bill that's going to help you. We're going to pass the bill. Uh, so, he's a Jacksonian Republican, like I said. Uh, they're against Jacksonian or Jeffersonian? Jack- Jacksonian. Okay. Andrew Jackson. Sure. Um. So they're against, it's a populist, uh, they're against any government subsidization uh, or economic development or paper money banking. They're against stuff that you should have. Right. Uh, in 1832, when he is 27, he is elected to Congress. Jesus. It's moving. So he's rolling. Yeah. Yeah, this dude's rolling. A local paper, quote, Frank Pierce is the most popular man of his age that I know in New Hampshire. Praises... In everyone's mouth. Pardon? Praises in everyone's mouth. Because that makes it sound like he's praising, but you just mean that people have compliments on the tip of their tongues. Yeah. He's not just like, real Maybe. good dress. I mean, Lovely the paper said it. I didn't. You have a have great exactly air about you. Yeah. <sighs> uh, every circumstance connected with him seems to contribute to his popularity. So okay. they're just like, this guy's the Can't shit. do any wrong. Like, right. everybody... Yeah, everybody loves him. Once in Congress, he, he votes against every domestic improvement bill that comes up. So okay. he just doesn't want... He doesn't want to... He doesn't think the government should be helping. <laughs> I love... I, those are always... We have stuff. so many of those in government. We're like, yeah, my job's crazy. to make sure we do very little. Don't, don't take the taxes and spend on stuff we want. Yeah. Do it... Spend on other stuff. So uh, he's a, he's a partier nice. in uh, in D.C. His drinks were hot rum punch and Madeira. What's Madeira? Uh, it's like some kind of wine. Okay. Yeah, like a wine, like a, maybe a port sort of wine okay, thing. Sure. Uh, so uh, he becomes friends with a lot of Southern Dems who also like to party, uh, not because of the politics, but literally like because party, you know right? they're, they're party guys. And Frank, uh, Frank enjoys drinking with the boys. So one night, he spent with his friend Clement March, and they go to the theater and a few taverns. And March would later say, quote, the greatest frolic of my life. Wow. Can you imagine knowing the greatest frolic of your life? I think about it. I still haven't had the greatest, greatest frolic, frolic of my life. <laughs> Probably my greatest frolic. <laughs> So he's a fun guy to hang with. Sure. Uh, uh, his, after his first term, in November 1834, he goes and marries Jane Means Appleton. Okay. They had first met in 1827. Um, her family, very wealthy Federalists. Her mom really didn't want her to marry this hick from the you know, woods. He's a Jacksonian. He's a New Hampshire... Yeah, and he's just he's just a he's a populist. He's a you know, they're just woodsmany crap. Sure. That's what she thinks. That's what, okay. Like I think that's bit. the yeah, I think that's a quote, woodsmany crap. Now, when she's sort of dissuading her daughter from getting with him, is it sort of a song? Is it like in a bedroom and is the daughter sort of combing her hair in a mirror 
and the mother approaches and just sort of grabs her shoulder and is like, there's something I must talk to you about. And the daughter's like, I don't want to hear it. You're just a shout. Like, is it that sort of thing? And then he's off somewhere no. else and he's just going, I got to figure it out. I got to get with her. I'll do whatever I can. Do you concur? Like, it's that sort of thing? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Interesting. Just some of us are thinking that it might be that. So we got to ask. Sure, I think they're wrong. Right. Uh, horribly wrong. Right, okay. I should never okay. Like, do that again. Why are you doing what I asked you, you know, to not do? I do what I want. I'm not you. That sort of deal. No, okay. it's not. All right. <sighs> Sorry, I'm getting hot. Really? Interesting. Uh, so so they, she ends up marrying him against her uh, mother's wishes. My only daughter's uh, left the pasture. This marriage, what a disaster. Now your daughter has become my wife. We will, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, so uh, Jane is said to be the exact opposite of Frank. Okay. Frank's very outgoing, fun guy. He loves partying, he loves exercising, going outdoors. Jane is very shy, prim, physically frail, and sickly looking. Jesus. And sickly. Who, who's, who's describing and often, and sickly? often. Often had terrible periods of depression. So she looks kind of sick. Is that? Yeah. Is she sick? Yes, she's sick. Yeah, that's my uh, kink. She's sick. (laughs) I like him. Yeah. I like him frail. I like a sort of a Tim Burton-y wafer lady. I like a woman who looks like she might die in my arms. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she also hates smoking and drinking, and she hates politics. So it's probably... Uh, the the sex must have just been great. It had to have been. The sex right? must have just it had been to have been the sex. The sex had to have been great. Yeah, there's nothing else here but the fucking. No. She must have. She must have banged like she was gonna go away real soon. Yeah, I mean the next year she was pregnant. Oh, okay. So he finished um, inside. <laughs> the next what. Um, I apologize. The, I, as I'm a just couple, deducing. I, Dave, my role here is I'm a, just d- deduction, and I think some. To, of, well, it just begs to question, did he do... Yeah, and he, he let her rip, and that's interesting. That's not... We don't call it let it rip. Let's not... Let her... Yeah. Let's just move on. Okay. Nobody's ripping. There's no... No, no, rips. I'm just saying he, you know... It's like a cannonball. It's not like cannonball. It's a... It's what, a how is it? It's a waste laser. It's... So uh, they didn't really socialize much as a couple uh, after the marriage because she was, you know, in bad health. And he and then so he kind of teetotals a bit. Uh, I don't know. She was just always kind of She's going to die you know, from childbirth. You know, She's going to die from childbirth. You know, there's these stories where everyone in these we have this all the time. in The episodes are like and Jeff was very sick yeah, forever. Yeah. Like, you know, it just happens yeah. like you're not. She's he gonna, was born she, without. She, Health. She, she's gonna. <laughs> she's, she's gonna die at childbirth. Uh, okay, that's the uh, that's the prediction. So they go. Uh, Frank heads back to D.C. for his new term, and Jane uh, stays with her mother in Amherst. Okay. Now, because she doesn't want to go, she just doesn't like politics. She doesn't want to go to D.C. Now, she probably doesn't want to. Slavery, obviously. Okay. S- slavery, obviously, a pretty big issue at the time. Right. Um, you know, early uh, mid 1830s and Frank's not pro slavery, but he really, really hates abolitionists. Hmm. It's quite he, a, he, 
position. He thinks they have really like holier, better than thou attitudes. <laughs> like, yeah. I well, mean, it's yeah. and which yeah. <laughs> it's very it's it's real similar to today, but it's like if it were like slavery, it would just be like I mean, yeah, you are just like yeah, but I, I'm not trying to get no. You just think you're better than me. Yeah, I well, yeah, I don't want. I don't own people. Yeah, so I get it. I don't either, dude. I told you, I'm not pro-slavery. I, I'm just saying, it's bad to own people. Uh, yeah, get off the soapbox. I, I am. I am. It's not, not a soapbox. I'm not for slavery. You don't need to give me this attitude. I'm not for slaves, dude. I told you that. Oh my god. I didn't say you were. I just said I don't own people. That's all. I. Ooh. I don't think people should. That's all I'm saying. I don't either. What are you doing? I'm anti-slavery. It's just your attitude. I'm going to walk the middle line on this one. How? I just don't like either side. <laughs> sort of bothers me. Uh, so they, they would condemn people uh, as, uh, like, sinners and, uh, you know, anyone who wouldn't join them. So he, he, he literally thinks abolitionists are intolerable. That's, like, his thing. He just They're just awful, terrible people. So... He, and he's also worried that their activism, if it just goes unchecked, is going to split the nation in half. Okay. Not the, not the slavery that's doing that. It's yeah. the people who yeah. are mad that's, at the slavery. That's what's so interesting, where it's like, well, yeah, but what about the slaves? They're cool. <laughs> the people talking. Slave about owners it. are good. Yeah. It's the people who are mad about so it. Weird. So without, without Jane in D.C., he's back to boozing. He's hitting it with the boys. One night, he went to the theater with two other congressmen, and they're shit-faced. And one, Edward Hannigan, uh, gets into an argument with someone he knows and pulls out a revolver and points it at the guy. Uh, and then someone grabs it so he doesn't shoot him. So Frank, after this, this gets reported, and Frank is pretty embarrassed, and he swears off drinking. Oh, wow. Isn't it, do you think 10 years ago that would have sounded like a crazy thing to have happen? Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, now I'm like, eh, I can see it. I get 100% see a, a congressman oh, totally. in this Pull country a pulling out. a gun on someone yeah, in the theater. That yeah. will happen. That will happen. Yeah. There will be someone who pulls a gun on another person in government, and, you know, it'll be, yeah. it'll be, a, it'll be a remarkable moment. It'll be celebrated. Nothing will change, yeah. So from his loathing of abolitionists, and up. his friendship and his friendship with the, the Southern congressman mm-hmm. comes a hostility for any Northern group that opposes slavery and opposes the expansion of slavery into the West. So he is pro-Southern now, uh-huh. but he's from the North. But he's- In a speech to Congress, he said abolitionists were a small group of fanatics and did not represent the opinions of the North. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate when it's just, like, same shit, exactly. That, that bothers me because I think before we did this show, I had these embers of hope. And it's that I kept being like, oh, it's gotten so bad, but it's like, it's just consistently been bad. It's the same. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. It's just repeating cycles of the same kind yeah, of shit. Just, it's, they're mad lips. Yeah. That's right. So, he, he introduces what became known as the gag rule, 
in which any abolitionist bill is automatically tabled. So you could they can submit a bill to stop slavery of some in some way, but then the Congress is going to agree to put it pack it away uh-huh. and not talk about it. Okay. Uh, so in February 1836, Frank gets a letter that says he is a father. Oh, wow! So he, yeah, he did. It, he it, did it make made it baby. to the egg, yeah. and then it it went to and the full term. Yeah, and she the, pushed yeah, it out. That's a baby. That's how a baby. She pushed it out through okay. her uh, through her vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Well, put it's called the pudding hole. Yeah. And he is. He's thrilled. He's got a son. Uh, and then another letter comes three days later and said the son uh, died. So he's Can sad. you imagine finding out through letter both? I can't. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Woo! He, oh, he's no. Out, I guarantee you. He's, he's out partying with the boys. Yeah. He's showing people the letter. He's three days of just like, you, and then he gets the letter. Look yeah. at him. He's got my eyes. There's not a picture there. I know. Yeah, but she drew an eye. Yeah. And then, okay. So he he stays in D.C. Uh, New Hampshire paper, sure, Herald way, of Freedom. I'm sure there's some people who are like, he should go home. His wife's probably fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so the New Hampshire paper, Herald of Freedom, is not happy that Frank keeps saying his constituents are pro-slavery. And they write an article in which they call him a dough face. Dough face. Wow. He's got a real pizza noggin. <laughs> you know, he's got a bread mug. So that means at Yeast the time, visage. that means he's a, he's a coward and Sourdome. a northerner who's, Go ahead. who has southern sympathies. Right. Yeah. Right. So dough face means you, you, you like the south, but you're from the north. Right. So he's infuriated, and he wants to defend his good name. So he goes to the house, and he asks for permission to, quote, repel an assault on his personal character and impugning his veracity. Okay. Uh, He claims he was only talking about men when he said everyone was pro-slavery, not women and kids. So men, and, and he's like all like, the dudes yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, still no. Oh, come on, just the <laughs> cool men. Come on, good lord. It's uh, quite a little uh, thread. He's. Uh, I wa- I, I, look, I didn't mean kids. <laughs> People are like, yeah, we didn't think you were. Like, I am the. Uh, I represent the children of New Hampshire, and. Um, my constituents are anti-slavery. Kids hate slaves. Kids. Men love them. Yeah. He also was very upset, and he's like, I am not a doe face. Such a doe face thing to say. So that's, so that's his like stance. Like He is pro-Southern, but he's also like, I am not. Right. So uh, in March 1837, the state legislature chooses him to uh, to now go to the Senate. Oh, gosh. So a six year term as a senator. And he uh, he's the youngest. He's the youngest guy ever elected to the Senate. Thirty two years old. Wow. One of his roommates is this guy named Jonathan Silly and Silly. Jonathan Silly got Senator Silly. 
I could. Take your thumbs out of your ears, Senator Silly. I have um, uh, something to propose. Senator Silly, enough. <laughs> well, I was just thinking. Senator Silly, sit down. I will sit down, but I only sit down when my head goes in the chair. Senator Silly, enough. Good Lord. I don't know why we elected this guy. It's, it, it takes up a lot of time. I propose a taffy. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Can you s- Some salt water taffy. Hello, bleep, bleep, bleep. Um, I bet some of you are wondering why I've got socks and shoes on my hands. Well, let me tell We're you. Not. It's the newest way to walk. Bleep, 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 bleep. That's right. We don't... Um, I propose that we now, instead of drinking water, just use it to make bubbles with our faces. Hello. Can we not do any of this? Hello. I just hold. I have a very serious point. I have a very serious point. It's my index finger. That's the serious point. Um, I'm sorry. I feel like I've distracted us all. Allow me to put my thumb up my rectum. Whoop. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a bit of a Get him pie. off the floor. Get me off the floor. Off the floor. I don't know what he means. I call I the floor the ceiling and the ceiling the floor. The walls, while they're merely windows. Bleep, bleep. Ah. Yeah. Ah. So, Silly gets into it with another congressman from Kentucky. You've and infuriated the evil senator. It's decided they will use rifles at 80 yards. Jeez. What? We're both looking to survive. I guess they backs to each other, then they walk 80 yards. I'm exhausted from the hike. Uh, So the other guy kills Silly. Whoa. Oh, 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 boy. I'm going to be okay. God, keep shooting him. Keep shooting him. I bet you're wondering why my blood. I can still. I bet you're wondering why my blood's pink. That's because it's lemonade. Oh, 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 ha, silly. Oh, ha, here, here, here. Put a balloon in the bullet hole. Watch it, watch it inflate. Oh, 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 fuck, it really hurts, actually. Silly go boom boom. Wow, that was quite an out. Yeah, he's dead. So, uh, Frank is just terribly crushed uh, by guilt for not talking him out of it and grief for his friend. And this only just increases Jane's hatred of politics. And she, <laughs> Your friends she are shooting really, each other? She really wants him to leave politics. And so that, that summer, they moved to Concord, where he opens a new law firm. Okay. And for the next Senate session, Jane actually agrees to go to D.C. with him. Oh, wow. There we go. But then before they can go, she has a boy. What? Just, and that was one she pregnant? Li- that one lives. Oh, okay. She was pregnant. Yeah. So just for those, I, I, I feel like you're going to be upset, but that was another time where he... Don't. No, he did. He, he busted in. Don't say that. I'm just saying, this dude. Is a, this is a great man we're talking about. I'm just... I, I'm tr- People... To our younger listeners, what that means, and let me just break it down. What that means is that, um, you know, he he gave it, no. he did it in. He stayed inside the whole time. 
called the seed feed. That boy lives, so she's, she then goes, I'm not going to bring a baby to D.C., so she stays behind okay. in uh, New Hampshire. Frank, Frank uh, takes the temperance pledge publicly and becomes president of the New Hampshire State Temperance Association. What does that mean? Temperance is not drinkers. Oh, wow. Because that's what Jane wants, right? Jane's a big non-drinking person. Is he doing it for her? He had that night. He had that night at the theater where his buddy pulled the gun. So maybe it's partially that. But I definitely think he. You know, he sounds like a bingey type drinker. Like he's definitely a uh, I go out with the boys and drink type guy. He's an alcoholic. I mean, some people have been like, I don't know. He sounds like he was definitely an alcoholic. And you should know. Um, Yes, because you are. I have to work with you, and she. So she is a good influence as far as the drinking goes. I also think he's looking for a way out of the drinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's, it's it time. seems like that kind of. Yeah. yeah, and he's he quits a few times and whatever. So um so so right, so he goes back uh to DC. The Whigs had crushed the Democrats in the uh election. He's a Democrat now. He switches oh. whatever. So the parties are switching at this time, so they become Democrats. Okay. Um so Frank is now in the minority, so he can't really get anything done, which he doesn't like, and so he resigns after four months into the session. Okay. He's like, I don't, this is shit. Right. Uh, Jane hopes that that's it, that he's out of politics. She's like, thank God. But he goes right back to, to New Hampshire and becomes the, like, the boss of the state Democratic Party. He's like running the, the shit, keeping right. him organized. He's obsessed with party unity. He's like, we got to keep everybody together. And uh, he would root out and cast out any little, anybody, any tiny bit of slavery sentiment in his party. He, they're out. Of, sorry, anti-slavery. Okay, gotcha. Um, so he wouldn't tolerate any criticism of slaveholders. Wow. He was like, if you do twice but he was while anti-sla- he's running things. He's anti-slavery, but pro-slave owners. He said he's, he said he's anti-slavery, but he's, Clearly not right. okay. anti-slavery. Right. He also, it has been framed this way, that he thinks the slavery issue, if slaves are freed, then that will cause the country to break apart. That's, and that's what he doesn't want. He desperately, desperately wants the Unity. country to stay together. Right. So I think that's where his... Okay. But he also likes the Southern guys. It's very, it's a very confusing, murky, vagueish sort of sure. whatever. So the way, so like I said, so he, he leaves the party. He wants party unity. He also wants the country together. So it's two things. He wants his party together. He thinks his party has to be one way, o- o- okay with slavery in the North, and that'll keep the country together. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, no, but if I the understand. North d- but no. If the North doesn't go, if the North doesn't go anti-slavery, right, then the country then the country won't break up. Well, I I don't know much about history, but I do believe it worked out. I haven't read past yeah, this. I haven't read past eighteen twenty-five. So twice while twice while he's running things, he calls special sessions at the state conventions to kick out men who had been nominated. Uh, but who had said anti-slavery comments. Okay. So you can't even say it while he's in charge. Right. Now, James Polk becomes president, and he and Frank become... Uh, they'd been friends while they were in Congress, like buddies. So first he appoints uh, Frank to be U.S. attorney in New Hampshire, and then soon after that, he's like, why don't you just be U.S. attorney? You got the shit. 
you know what you're doing, kid. Uh, like, but Pierce great. turns it down. Oh, okay. Well, no, he turns it down. He's like, uh, you know, I'm going to stay here because his his uh, second son had uh, died. It just died. Of I literally was about to say, I got to stay here. One of my kids lived. <laughs> but, nope. Passed away. Yeah, Diamond is four. Uh, and Jane is grieving and she hates DC. So he's like, no, I got to stay with her. Um, a year later, though, Polk appoints Frank as a colonel. And then a couple months later, bumps him up to Brigadier General because the Mexican-American War has begun. And that, if you don't know about what that was, basically America wanted some of Mexico. Right. And got it eventually, right? Uh, yeah, we got it. Uh, so the, in Frank's first battle, he goes down there. It's his first battle. He's on his horse, and he's about to lead his men. And then uh, artillery goes off, scares his horse, and he goes up and comes back down and slams his nuts on the saddle pommel. Oh. And he passes out for a second. He got his nuts hurt so bad he passed out. And then the horse trips and falls on his knee, oh. which causes a terrible injury. And then when he comes to, he orders someone else to lead the attack. Someone shouted, quote, take command of the brigade. General Pierce is a damn coward. And then they went. That guy probably didn't see the nut part. After that, his nickname became Fainting Frank. Oh, gosh, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he passed his nuts hurt so bad that he passed out. Everyone's like, God, this guy's a coward. Yeah, but people couldn't see that. Like, they just saw surely, the artillery go off, and then he yeah. he fainted. Right. That's what oh, they saw. Okay. You can't see. Right. If you're looking at a guy, you can't see this nuts hit the, the little, you know, thing on the saddle. I mean, you, I would, you could tell. I could tell. You know, he goes down. He's like, oh, well, you're always, stomach ache. You're always looking at nuts, though. Well, and I'm not. But when you say that, it makes it sound like I'm, like, looking at balls. I'm studying testicles. It's quite different. Oh, right. I forgot your thesis. Yeah. So the next battle, Frank is on foot, but he hurt, his knee hurts still, and he collapses. Oh, no. And his men just, no. his men just march past him as he lays on the ground. No. Well, this one, I'm, now I'm a little more on their side. I mean, uh, you know, he's and just when, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> when he finally, and he finally got there, the battle's pretty much over. How did it go? <laughs> Oh, sorry. My knee and my nuts still quake from. Oh, sorry about that. So the ne- the next battle no. he's supposed to uh, <laughs> no, no, lead no. is the final battle of the war. Uh, Frank couldn't go with diarrhea. his men because he had. I have really. Yes, bad. he had terrible no, diarrhea. No. Yes. Oh my God! Yes. What? Diarrhea. Yes, he had terrible diarrhea. I can't. My (laughs) diarrhea. I just, I, you know, when it gets really sore, it's really sore. (laughs) Do we even have toilet paper yet? What are we using? We're using toilet paper. Our hand. Oh, no. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. 
You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Boy, is there anything worse than 1800 <laughs> war diarrhea? <laughs> I mean, it's not great. It's not great. Like, it's really like you get diarrhea at home. You're like, this is hell. War diarrhea in the 1800s. You're like, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Just kill me now. Oh. Wow. So. Mexico City is taken in that battle, and Frank, uh, now Frank's bored. He's like, there's nothing to do. Fight. War's pretty easy. So he and other officers, he and other officers start a drinking club. Uh, so there's a, a, a time where he's just getting shit-faced in, in Mexico City, and then he finally asks for a leave, of, a leave of absence, and he leaves Mexico in December 1847. And when he gets back to New Hampshire, he is given a massive hero's welcome. Well, he didn't do anything. That's how it goes. He hurt yeah, his nuts, his that. knee, they and he got know. the crops. But they they don't know that in New Hampshire. They just None know he went know. to war, his men won battles, and he came so back. So fainting Frank didn't follow him home. No. Oh, okay. uh, so the political situation is a mess. Uh, the war has raised questions of how to handle slavery in new territories, places that open up. And all the parties split apart. So each party has pro and against slavery groups. Okay. The Whigs and the Dems split. Um, a new party forms, the Free Soil Party. So because of this, no presidential nominees are being agreed on. Everyone just can't agree on anything. Have we talked about the Free then, Soils before? I think we've talked about okay. the Free Soils before, That's yeah. In 1852, Pierce's name is thrown into the mix at the New Hampshire State Democratic Convention. And Jane is horrified. Right. Uh, so he puts out a letter saying putting his name in at the national convention, quote, would be utterly repugnant to my tastes and wishes. So he, he doesn't want it, right? He doesn't. He's, but right after the uh, New Hampshire Patriot paper writes, quote, we do not understand from his letter. Remember, he said utterly repugnant to my tastes and wishes. Uh -huh. We do not understand from his letter that he forbids the use of his name or that he would decline a nomination tendered by him 
by the great party Sounds to which you like belong. Sounds like someone's playing the game a little bit. <laughs> All right, Frank. All he said was repugnant. All right, Frank, we'll nominate you. You've been pretty unclear about what you want. I said I don't want it to you be scared. repugnant. You scamp. You know what you want. Not being a scamp. Do oh, not repugnant. nominate me. Do not Hello. nominate me. Me- do not nominate me. Received. I don't. I better be because in. I do not want to be nominated. <laughs> put Frank's name in. Do he not totally put Frank's it. name in. No, I told you not to. My he, wife will be furious. He, uh, there he goes again. I've it's lost great. two I love, I love nuts and I can't make any more babies. I love it. I love the whole thing. Love you're what? Doing. The whole. Oh, I don't want to be president. I, I love personally it. It's love People his tagline. Frank, don't vote for me. Yes, that's the guy. I don't want this. His speeches. So I am begging you, do not (laughs) vote for me. Please, I swear. Please, I'm saying, please, please, God, don't. Yeah, woo! (laughs) I love this guy. (laughs) Yay, boy! Yeah. Uh, So, but in D.C., a lot of people are saying he would be the perfect compromise candidate. There is something very attractive about someone who doesn't want it. Yes, I agree. Like with when that. there's someone who doesn't want to be in politics, you're like, that's kind of why we want you. Well, what's up with this guy? Yeah. Uh, he's he's a northerner who's pro-slavery, so I guess technically he is the compromise candidate. But uh, so a group starts pushing his name. Some guys he fought with in Mexico, other officers, and. Um, Pierce starts saying things behind the scenes that make it seem like he does want uh, it. Okay, now I don't like it. Like, like he says Northerners should not come up with any campaign plank that would offend the South. Right. Which, so he's offering you think of the advice. one thing. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, he's all about keeping the country together. He, he's nominated at the National Convention. Okay. And... He and Jane are in Boston when that happens. They're there for a week, and the convention's in Baltimore, and they're on a carriage ride, and a messenger rides up on a horse, and he's like, hey, you've been nominated by the Democrats to be president, and Jane faints. Wow, Jane, so she wasn't bullshitting. (sighs) No, she's really, she really doesn't like it. (laughs) Which is the normal person in the story. Yes, yes, indeed, yes. So Whig papers called P, uh, Franklin Pierce a, quote, obscure, unknown individual. Because he's kind of, he's just like a congressman. He's from New Hampshire. Sure. Nobody even knows if that's really a state. Um, right. Where's Southern Old Dems, Hampshire? So that's interesting. Thank you. Where's the first Hampshire? Thank you. So Southern Dems uh, embrace him. And Northern Dems are like, eh, they're split. Like, the pro-slavery ones are good. And the ones that are not for slavery are like, no, we don't want this guy. The Boston Atlas said, quote, no man has ever earned for himself more deservedly the reputation of a most thorough-paced doe face. Okay. Doe face. Yeah. Their son, their son Benjamin wrote to his mom that he hoped Frank would lose because she did not want to live in D.C. Their so the son? family doesn't want him to win. Yeah, they have a son, Benjamin. Okay. He's now uh, around 11. So his nuts 11. did work after the horse problem. 
Or no, the, 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 I, I didn't put in when his kids were born, but that that kid was born before the uh, nut situation. Uh, okay, right. But to be clear, because that kid became uh, older, this is the guaranteed third time that he that he he shot inside. There's a reason I didn't say he had another kid. I didn't. What was that? Talk to talk us through the rationale. I don't think you can handle it emotionally. I, I think, think it's that great. you're immature. I think it's great. And you say terrible things is he, every time. Is, do you know how often he's pulling out? Because so far, I'm just thinking that he's going, he's driving to the paint every, every shot. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to address the, okay. the whole thing. Well, he the, addressed the whole. Okay. I'm not going to talk about. Okay. Any of the stuff with the, you know. Right. But let's just say he's a card-carrying member of the Goo Crew. I don't think we should say that. Okay. I'm just trying to help some of our younger listeners understand what, from a biological standpoint, what, what has happened. What, what, young, what age are you, are you thinking you're talking to? Five. Right <laughs> I don't ever. Please, I just want them to know what there. happens when you're part of the Goo Crew. Well, don't. Okay. I feel so sorry. So 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 far, so sorry for your niece and nephew. Yeah. So scared for them. What? So the Whigs start attacking Pierce for being an alcoholic. They called him the hero of many a well-fought bottle. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. There, there's not much difference between the two parties because they both have the same issues with anti-slavery, pro-slavery, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, and then they just attack uh, on personal levels, like attacking Frank for being not known and being an, an unknown alcoholic is what they think. So nobody, it's the worst voter turnout right. in like the 1800s. Nobody comes. And that means that Frank ends up Frank crushing. Did. And yeah, and the Whigs are totally routed. Right. So Frank wins. Okay. Uh, again, he is like, I just want unity in the Democratic Party. And he decides to share cabinet positions and all of his picks for federal positions across all the factions in the Democratic Party. Not just the one that had supported him, not just his one. He's like, I'm gonna everybody gets love. He wants balance. Uh and so that's what he sets out doing. In late December, his um, Jane's uncle dies. Mm. And so they go uh, to Boston to see the family, and they're there for a little bit. And, um, and on January 6th, they're uh, leaving. They're on a train, and uh, the axle in the car breaks oh, that gosh. they're in. And Frank grabs Jane and then reaches over to try and grab Benjamin, who's across the aisle, but can't reach no. him. No. And the car, the car derails, and it falls 20 feet down a culvert. And then uh, Frank, and, Frank and Jane are fine. I don't know what you're Ben's so gone. upset about. He just can't hold oh, on his, to his 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 head is sheared off. Oh uh, he's God. almost decapitated. Oh. Uh, he's, uh, he's a jellyish mess. Oh, uh, stop. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Okay. And they see it all. Like, it's very horrifying. Oh, that's horrible. Um, Jane now will not come to D.C. because, I mean... I guess, you know, she's yeah. 
whatever. I don't want to go. My kid died or whatever. You know, third kid died. Right. So she's she's already she already had problems with depression. Now she's had three children die. Yeah, so. right. Is 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 a is a fourth one pending? No, there's no more. No, that's it. We're done. He's he's leaving the. G- Why would you? I'm just saying he's well, out of the no. he's out of what we call the jizzness. He's leaving the jizzbiz. You need you need to really talk to someone professional. Okay. Someone who uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to term. let some of our younger Mature listeners you know up. they don't need to worry anymore because he's not rocking the squirt shirt any longer. All you're doing is upsetting young people. They don't know what you're talking about. I'm, tell, I'm trying to tell Their them. Their parents are getting mad. You're, you're at, nobody's enjoying this podcast. Okay. It's upsetting. Sure. It's way too, way too sexual. Right. I don't you think don't it's sexual. It's beautiful. Explain. It's beautiful. Okay. All right. Okay. <sighs> no, everybody gets it. Everyone knows how babies are made. Okay. They, Great. They understand. Then we're good to go. Then let's keep going. I'm gl- and that's not happening anymore. Okay, that, and, I, and that's not, what I was just letting people. Making, I was just letting people know that they should not be anticipating. No more babies. Exactly. There'll be no it's more. It's all. It's all pullouts on the tummy. That's now. right. Right. He's making a belly smelly. That's it. So Frank doesn't use Frank's. Frank doesn't use. He, so he's like distraught, and he's being inaugurated and. He doesn't even use notes. He just gives an amazing speech. Life off the top is bullshit, of his head. and then you die. <laughs> Don't take trains anymore. It's just ridiculous. If it's not Welcome to f- disease, that it's a train or whatever the first one passed away from, I don't even remember. Probably, I think just being a baby. <sighs> Gonna well, have a little more darkness. vodka. Terrible. I didn't even want to be nominated, but maybe I did. That night, he goes out and goes to different celebrations and just gets shit-faced. And so so much that some people are not concerned he's not going to be able to handle being a president. (laughs) Now, Frank, I think it's her cousin. Her cousin comes and is kind of doing what the first lady would do. Um, wow. And he, they, they host parties for politicians. And, and then Jane comes 18 days after the inauguration, but she stays in seclusion. She's in the White House. She's totally, no one sees her. Um, and he is, he is now drinking. He's, he's is, is it? liberally, as they said. Sure. And, um, and f- sometimes he would drink just, late into the night, like just really turning it loose. If they had like a dinner party, wherever he'd keep going. Jane would never come to the dinner parties. Um, she didn't come to the dinner parties until the end of 1854. So like two years, but you know, she's already had, has problems with depression and now her fucking yeah. kid that lived to 12 is dead. Right. So yeah, totally understandable, but she gets the nickname, the shadow in the white house. Wow. Good Lord. Because people are you mean the cool ghost that he brought? It's because people because it was like she would when she was seen she was just like wandering around uh, like a ghost. I said, Jane believed 
it was the, quote, darkness and sinfulness of his political ambition that was responsible for Benjamin's That's death. That's a tough like, one to talk yourself well, out of. That's, uh, you're <laughs> like, I wish you didn't. It really sucks funny. that you think that because I drank, our boy died in a train. That's, a, that's really bad. You're like, I mean, that's... No, that's, not just drink. I, I don't, politics. I don't, she thinks... Oh, yeah, right, right. She thinks essentially but, that he, like... A deal was done, and she he traded the life of his child to become president in a way, you know? Either way, She's though, saying that it's was just the like, trade-off. You're like, I can't talk my way out of this one. There's nothing no, I can say. No, you really can't. No. There's nothing you can say. So Pierce just goes about his business. What else can he do? Uh, his cabinet, like I said, he's picking guys from all different sides. Uh, so there's this 1850 slavery compromise which was a big thing that fractured all the parties. Like, that's what led to it all splitting up. Um, it's it's basically, what is the deal? I forget what it is. It's like a compromise. But it was basically about uh, Kansas and, and going west and how things are going to be handled and what can be, you know, turned into a slave er- territory and what can't and the slave state. Okay. And then there's also the um, fugitive... So now people can go north and capture slaves. That's a people are really upset about that. Oh right. So um, and he's supportive of that. Huh. The the, st- uh, the places where uh, where if you got to you were free. Now you can be recaptured. Used, right, yeah. n- now you can be recaptured. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he he's also against the government paying for infrastructure. Like I said. Uh, sorry, his vice president dies of tuberculosis three months in. You did that. <laughs> I, honey. Yes. It's because you never put it's the just, toilet seat down, and that killed him. He had tuberculosis. Mm, it sounds like if your actions were just a little more on the what? side of cautious, we wouldn't be here. What are you talking about? He's dead too, just like Benjamin, because you got into he- that race and drank so much. Benjamin's head fell off in a train. That it was an accident. I had nothing to do with it. All accidents are predetermined. Oh, I hate it here. I'll be in the room. I loathe it. Oh, oh. The Constitution has nothing. It says nothing about if a president, if a vice, vice president. president dies, or if he gets it bo- becomes a dog. Well, it's just an empty. There's an empty office. Then there's not. It doesn't say anything about replacing the vice president. Oh, wow. At this point. Okay. Yeah. So that. So that guy. Like it may be a guy he could have helped him or talked to, whatever. Right. So it doesn't take long for all uh, all Democratic factions to get pissed at all the appointments he's making. And and they're getting mad for all kinds of different reasons. One, an editor in Pennsylvania, who's a big Dem guy, is angry that Frank picked a Catholic to be postmaster general. Okay. Which I get, I get like, and that's some things you got to see. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? All of a sudden this guy's like, I love the Pope and I, and I do mail. Like, really? Isn't, How is, does that is work? DeJoy still the, uh, our post guy? Oh uh, yeah. Why would you get rid of the guy who, uh, wants to privatize the post office? 
Who's, yeah, why would you get rid of him? It's interesting. Uh, everybody loves a postdoc. I remember that so being a very well problematic man <laughs> I do, I under I the previous too. administration. I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, forget about okay. it. It's not a thing. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, uh, so Debs are getting very mad because um, every every time he picks someone, they think, well, they, he's favoring them, but he's really right. spreading he's it out. To, I mean, there's no right. win. He shouldn't. He should have just said, "These are my guys." Not try to uh, please people because he's going for the unity thing. But he should have just yeah. said, "This is the faction I'm from." That's and then everyone would have been like, "Right, that's what you do when you want." Right. Um, so how many people from Goldman Sachs were in his cabinet? Lots. <laughs> All. <Good. laughs> uh, so he thinks, as far as slavery and anti-slavery people, both think Pierce is being. Uh, a dick with all his picks. So yes, he's won. He's done. He's done himself. Is is he trying? I mean, he's probably trying to appease everybody, and then he pleases nobody. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Um, in New, like in New York, the inner fighting is crazy. There's three factions of Democrats: the barn burners, the soft shell hunkers, and the hard shells. What? Talk to no, me. No, I'm not going to tell talk. you what they are. Come I on. also don't care. I don't know. There, there's the soft hard shell shells. hunkers. You like, do you like crab? I, it's been a while. It's the same thing. Okay. So Hard it's shell, just soft crabs? shell, barn burners. Like Have you ever heard of barn sea? burner crab? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Pierce tries to do all the picks evenly between all three, and it's a shit show. They're just all angry. So at this point in early 1853, uh, a lot are warning Pierce. He needs to come up with some sort of policy to push nationwide for people to rally around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's totally he's totally oblivious. Okay. He gives an address in 1853 the 1600 Pennsylvania the, Avenue. So the he gives his like it's the state of the union now. It was it wasn't called that yet, but so the Whig paper, the Boston Atlas called it, quote, the weakest, most inane, and unsatisfactory document that ever emanated from the head of a nation. Wow. So it didn't go great. So it's not, yeah, it's not great. The reviews <laughs> aren't not, fantastic. Man, that's, yeah. that, that seems like a little, eh, it might have been okay. Read me the reviews. The Democratic paper, New York Herald, said it was very vague and avoided the subject of the Nebraska territory. That's now that I would say is slavery. more of what we do now. You're like, what are they saying? Like, it's very, yeah. Yeah, What's he talking yeah, about? You're like, what do something. So the Nebraska thing is Southern dams aren't going to allow new States without slavery. And they already have the Missouri compromise, which said slavery was forever prohibited in those places. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this in the John, John Brown episode. This is the bleeding Kansas thing. This is when the violence erupts. And uh, Nebraska is like a big thing at this point. Right. It's like the Louisiana Purchase, like, big area. Um, and so Frank wants to sort of organize Kansas without addressing slavery. <laughs> oh, man. God. It, it's, it, I try. It's so amazing that these people, and, they, and they're all over the place right now in America, but they want to do stuff without. Let's not. Yeah. So let's Inch, just avoid the subject. Inching that around makes the elephant mad. in the room. Yeah. Work in the margins. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so crazy. Yeah. So Congress introduces a bill um, 
that now pisses off the northern Dems because it's going to it's going to basically it's going to create the bleeding Kansas thing, which is like one state can have slaves. The other state can't. You know, it's just it's It's and they already have the Missouri compromise so that the people who the Missouri compromise has been passed. So everyone's like, yeah, you can't have slaves there if you have a new state. And now they're overriding that basically. Um, So uh, Pierce backs it. And the residents of any territory, he said, quote, were perfectly free to form and regulate their institutions in their own way. And the impression is that Kansas is going to be a slave state and Nebraska a free state. So Southerners are fine with that. They're like, great, because they did get a victory, Mm -hmm. right? And the bill barely passes, and he signs it at the end of 1854, and then Dems get fucking obliterated in elections. Um. They lose, they're losing states they've never lost before in the North. Uh, the Whigs are completely annihilated. The Know Nothing movement starts rising up now because of all this. Uh, and Catholic immigration is obviously, we're still against that. Um, and, and the Republican Party starts to rise up in 1856. So as things get crazy in Kansas, Pierce orders free staters to leave Kansas. And he puts all the weight of the government behind it, including the military, uh, which is which is behind illegally electing pro slavers is basically what he's supporting. Say that again. He's basically what he's done is put himself illegally behind pro slavers, right? Right. By doing that, right. right? And and he's fucking toast at that point. Things things are so bad now that he's being burned in effigy in New Hampshire. Wow. <laughs> what are they burning? She looks a lot like <laughs> me. <laughs> but this is what happens when you don't like really come out and yeah, take a you, position. When you when you have actually no like you're there's no philosophy. There's no he but right. but to be fair There's no ideology. But, there's but, no but to be fair, he was basically saying that the whole time. He was like, Don't I don't want it. I don't want it. I have nothing. He's winging speeches and then he's just like, <laughs> I'm gonna try to make everyone happy and everyone's like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> You're terrible. Yeah. yeah, when you try to make everyone happy, it just doesn't work. Um, so, so the Dems are crushed in the midterm election. Some Dems still want him for president in 1856. There's still a group of people that are like, what this is our guy. Dems? He's literally so unliked that it's crazy. Can you imagine? And the bit... <laughs> and the biggest support comes from the Democrats in the South. There are many who think it's insane to run him again, but they end up winning. He's not, he's not nominated. Wow. Buchanan wins the nomination. It's like many, many ballots. Right. Uh, but he started out okay, and then slowly, after each voting ballot, he, he gets less and less. So he, Pierce becomes the only elected president who tried to get renominated while president and lost the nomination. Mm. Uh, the New York Times wrote, quote, he was take up in the first place because he was unknown, and now he is spurned because he is known. Right. Yeah, people got to know, like, what he was about, which was very little, and they were like, eh, it's not great. Yeah, I'm not good. Publicly, he tries to rally Dems to unify, and uh, he's pretty happy going back to private life in New Hampshire. He spent the last nine months of his presidency just vetoing infrastructure bills. <laughs> God, it's so... 
it's just like, dude. What? So what's his plan? He's just like, they'll build it on their own when they have to. I don't, he just doesn't think you should do that. Like, it's That's just amazing. the craziest. The, the, I mean, I'm anti-advancement. <laughs> Bridge? There's a river there. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Congress would just override him and pass the bills. Right. They Like, everyone was for it. Um, this is when Summers came, came in the Senate. All right. Okay. Uh, John Brown kills those people uh, with a sword in Kansas. Um, th- and then the guy who won the nomination, the Democrat guy, Buchanan, is elected president. He carries every slave state but Maryland. It's got to be so awkward doing the presidential handover to someone in your party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> I really so, think it was me. Uh, what that you? Oh, it was absolutely. You. I think it yeah. was me that. But really, is this is hard? Yeah, no, you you were very bad. I at, was uh, real terrible. Yeah, the thing that I'm going to do now, the the thing that you're you people didn't want you to right. do at all. Right. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do it probably better, which isn't hard. I got to be honest. Uh, the upstairs toilet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Oh, fuck! Is that a ghost? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That was horrifying. I'm sorry. That's my wife. Your wife is a ghost? Eh, not sure what's going on anymore, but I'll tell you one thing that doesn't happen is uh, I'm not allowed to... Um, how should I put this? Um, put rockets into the cavern. <laughs> I just the only thing I'm allowed to do is make a tummy cummy. Okay. This is one of the reasons I think you're not the president still. <sighs> sure I'm going to miss this place kind no- of a little bit. Nobody was into the talk about in and out and tummy whatever. Nobody liked it and you kept saying it the whole time you were president. It's a and lot like slavery. Like, we know our babies are made. It's a lot like It's not like slavery. Very similar. It's nothing like slavery. Not that different. You're a creep. I'm going to leave through the window. Thank you. Like I said, Buchanan, uh, Buchanan wins. Okay. Um, because of Pierce, the Dems lost a lot of the North. Yeah. So it's, it's like the big shift. And Frank, Frank is out of the White House when he's 52. He, he has a ton of money because uh, he'd saved half of what he made while he, he was president, which they got the equivalent of 500000 a year today. Okay. And then, and then he invested a bunch in railroads and banks. Isn't that what so the president makes now? Worth... What does the president make now? Two fifty? <laughs> no, t- two two hundred or two fifty? Th- yeah. Isn't it fucking hilarious that we still pay the president? Like, it's so stupid to. There's still no pay reason the to president. pay the president anymore. It's just no, don't give. Him... Why you should we... get minimum wage. You should, yeah, you should get minimum. You should get nothing. I mean, but the idea that it's like, what's Obama worth? Seventy million. Like, I mean, we really <laughs> should. There really should be a bill that if you're worth a, a million dollars, you don't get a salary. Well, Trump when you're said in, he was going to forgo it, but then he took it. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I can't believe I Trump would. True. I can't believe Trump would do that. Yeah, I know. 
But it's like paying them. It's like, dude, we look, you were run by millionaires. We know it. But it's like, nah, it'd be nice. Um, so he was worth about $1.5 million in today's money. So okay. he's got money. Yeah. So he goes back into law. Um, well, he thinks about going back into law, but then he doesn't. Instead, he decides to take care of Jane, who's, who's not well. Sure. She's just not well. Um, a friend asked him why he married an invalid. Wow. He's like, cool. That's my wife, dude. <laughs> what was the idea? Just let's Charity? have a Frank conversation. <laughs> let's have a Is she doing an undercover boss? Why don't you wear? Why don't you marry Sicky McSickerman, the old? Oh, I can't. Every conversation with I'm me sad. is a Frank conversation. Uh, well, I'll it's, tell you it's, why. Uh, One reason why I married her is because she wanted to have kids, and um, you know what, what that means, that, don't anyway? you? What? Oh, fuck! What? No! No! This is why you lost the presidency. No, I'm just saying. You know what it means. Do you do? Do you know what it means? No. I don't know. I don't want to know. I plant inside. Fuck. What? So, uh, so he it's called goes, fertilize he goes back her. Oh, wait. He said when he was asked why he yeah. married an invalid, he said, quote, I could take better care of her than anyone else. So that's love. Uh, now, now, Jane has tuberculosis, and she can't travel. Uh, so a lot of Dems came by to pay their respects to Frank. Uh, cause they're, so they're still in D.C. They can't leave D.C. because she's so sick. Right. So people are coming by to pay their respects. He's still, the Dems really like him. Like, he's a nice guy people like. A reporter said, however, he looked ruined after his four years and said he was, quote, a wreck of his former self, and his face wears a hue so ghastly and cadaverous that one could almost fancy he was gazing at a corpse. Wow. Good Lord. Don't pull punches. <laughs> that <is> aggressive. <laughs> that is a physically aggressive commentary. A friend asked him what he was going to do Die. after leaving office. And Frank, Frank said, quote, get drunk. Oh, man, my man. My man. Uh, so the Pierces finally leave D.C. on March 25th. Uh, they go to Philly and uh, stay in a hotel for six weeks because there's a doctor there to take care of her. Sure. And she gets better. Um, and then they stay at her sister's house in Massachusetts, and then they go back to New Hampshire. It's all kind of like baby steps to get back there. Um, in a few months in this time period, I'm talking about, a ton of people die that they know, relatives, Two people died on the same day. Like, everybody, <laughs> all these people they know are dying. They moved to Portsmouth because it's right on the ocean. Uh, so Jane can be near the sea. That's supposed to be good for her. And while they're there, Pierce becomes friends with Clarence March. I talked earlier about his brother, Clement, who he used to drink with, the frolic mm -hmm. guy. So now he becomes drinking buddies with Clement. And they have some serious nights of binging. And March's uncle is a consul in Spain, and he writes and he says, hey, can you take in the Pierces to get Jane out of the, the winter? And she can spend it. And so they go to live in Spain okay. um, for like six months. She gets better, and they're like, great, let's take a trip to Europe. So they start traveling around Europe, and then she gets sick again. Okay. Now, Buchanan's president is a disaster. Some Dems, uh, some Dems pushed... Uh, uh, Pierce 
uh, this guy named Franklin Pierce to seek the nomination again. <laughs> he's retired. He's drunk. Just, he's drunk. He they was are also so terrible. How is it that they he never, they, they never have a good option? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like after everything I've read, yeah, they're like, they're like, what about this? I'm going to toss, <laughs> toss a name at you. Now, just give me a second. Franklin Pierce. Really interesting. Interesting. I don't hate it. So, uh, so yeah, they're like, why doesn't this Franklin Pierce guy run? Uh, and he said, he said, look, if my name comes up at the convention, it's going to annoy me. Well, it's getting easier. <laughs> this is what he said last time. He said less last time. He was like, it would be repugnant or something. Now he's like, I'd be pissed. So he buys land in New Hampshire on the sea to have a farm. Um, they go to the Bahamas to try to get her well. The Dems are a disaster. They can't settle on anybody at the convention. Frank, still obsessed with unity. He tries, he, he, he wants to stop secession. That's all he cares about at this point. And someone asks him, can you go down to Alabama and speak to the people in Alabama to reassure them that things aren't going to go bad. And he's like, I'm not going to go down there, but I'll write a letter. And he writes a letter, open public letter to people in Alabama, asking them to give Northerners time, quote, for casing out the fanaticism and the enthronement of reason. So he's saying, look, you got to give the North time to realize that slaves are pretty cool. Oh, my God. In the end, and that we need slaves for you guys. You guys do. Like, when Fort Sumner is fired upon uh, April 12th, 1861, starting the Civil War, he uh, blamed Republicans. Okay. A newspaper wrote a fake story about Franklin that he went to Detroit to give aid to pro-Confederates. Mm-hmm. So they're basically saying he's like a spy behind the lines. Right. It's totally made up. Republicans send the story to the State Department because they're all freaked out. Ex-president up in the North helping the South. Um, they have a clerk write him and be like, what are, you, what are you doing? And he fucking loses his shit and writes an angry letter to the Secretary of State saying he's not a traitor. On July 4th, he speaks, uh, on July 4th, 1863, he speaks at a rally and just, tears Lincoln a new one about the war. And he called the Union's war effort, quote, fearful, fruitless, and fateful. So because he attacks Lincoln and the war, now a bunch of Dems want him to run for president again. Jesus. Just a speech. They're like, I do like him. Is there anything that you can do where people aren't going to be on your side. I mean, except maybe being a pedophile, but even then, yeah. is, would that work? Uh, it's we're just... not there yet, but yes. So, he's like, he's, he's, he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not, it's not happening. So, for the first two years of the war, Frank is traveling around New England while Jane stays at her sister's. So, um, a couple of things, like he he could have had like a hard time dealing with her illnesses at this point and her, and her moods, but he's also traveling around the whole time, two years with his drinking buddy, Clarence March. That's what he's really, so they're doing. literally just, yeah, the, he's out partying. Yeah. He's out 
He's on the yeah, road. He's on a booze run. He's a road. Yeah, he's a road yeah, dog. He's on the road. So he he probably chose booze over Must his. Must be wife great to point. go out and um, see like the last president getting wasted. You're like, that Franklin Pierce. Oh my god. Yeah. Did he do a Jaeger bomb? Uh, <laughs> Jane Jane dies of tuber- tuberculosis on December second, eighteen sixty three, at fifty seven. Jeez. Frank was Frank was said to be quote overwhelmed with grief. Yeah, but he wasn't there or anything. No. Uh, he moves to Concord, and that's where he is when Lincoln gets assassinated. And after Lincoln gets assassinated, a mob forms outside his house because oh, wow. they want to know why he's not flying the American flag in honor of Lincoln. And he comes out and speaks and says. Not flying the flag has nothing to do with patriotism. He's like, my father was a war hero. My brother was also. I fought in Mexico. And then by the time you he finished his me? speech. In Mexico, the- I got my nuts squished. I had real bad <laughs> diarrhea and I overslept or something. You want to see what my nuts look like now for this country? Look at that. They're flat. Look at that. I got pancaked. After he was done with the speech, the crowd gave him three cheers and left. Imagine like, like that turnaround. All right, well, hip hip, hooray! Hip hip, hooray! <laughs> hip hip, we'll see ya. <laughs> he bought uh, land on the shore and spent his time between the two homes. March and others would often stay with him. It was like a little cottage with a spare little cottage, so it was like a little sure. hangout with place. A um, lot of drinking at the at the cottage. A lot of drinking. In the summer of 1867, Frank really starts drinking heavy. Wow. And in September, a nephew found him uh, super sick and alone in his uh, cottage. Hello. And slowly nursed him back to health. Uh-uh. But then he immediately starts drinking again. I feel pretty good. So that happens. Let's have a screwdriver. <laughs> so that happens again in 1868. And then happens again in 1869. So he's almost killing himself with drinking, and then someone finds him and nurses him back to health, and then he starts drinking again. In the fall of 1869, he's too late to get out of bed and, quote, sadly emaciated. And he died on October 8, 1867. Cirrhosis of the liver. He had joined the Protestant church a few years before, which he picked because Protestant ministers refused to denounce slavery from their pulpits. And he was laying in state in the, in the state capitol, and the Protestant minister presided. So he, he really had no ideology other than, I'm for slavery. And I want America to stay united. It wasn't. And by, yes. because of that, we can't get rid of slavery. He definitely... I wouldn't say he didn't have any ideology. I would just say that he, his, his thing was keep the country together. Don't make it better and keep it together. Yeah, but, but then, you know, your, your morality is what? Like, that's the thing yeah. that's missing here. Like, yes. Well, I mean, like, yeah, there's no, there is. You know, no, you're, at the end of the day, you... No matter what you say you are, what your reasons are, you're you're on the side. Like of if you hired being someone slaves. to do remodel your house and they came in and they were like, "All right, well, I'm gonna take lunch," and you're like, "What are you gonna do here?" And they'd be like, "That seems pretty good, right? Let's just not. I don't think we should change too much too fast. You know what I mean? Might upset you." Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 
it's just that thing, like, and, and it's like, well, what were they supposed to do? Like, move fast? It's like, yeah, you're going to get there anyway. Yeah. Like, we're going to get there. It's just like this country. We're going to get there anyway at some point. We're going to get there. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I, yeah, again, I mean, I think you, you, it's like, well, the truth is that they, <laughs> it's almost refreshing to have someone not really want to do anything because they just pretend so hard now to want to do things uh, and don't do anything. I don't know which is worse, but um, it sounds like the Democrats have always had it together to me. The sources for this, uh, Michael Holt, Franklin Pierce, uh, David King, also Franklin Pierce, the Washington Post, Franklin Pierce rolling off the tracks, and a uh, Chicago Tribune story about uh, drinks the president's enjoyed (laughs) Drinks the president, the president or presidents? Presidents. Ah, oh, that's a great one. Drinks the presidents enjoyed. <laughs> so I posted this on Twitter, but I, I wanted to see if chat GBT or whatever it yeah. is could come up with anything that would be helpful. And I put in a couple of things. I was like, hey, give me a script for Frank and Pierce. Garbage. Uh, and then I said, just tell me about his childhood. Totally wrong. Like, like they just, every, like AI just sends out nonsense. <laughs> like, it's just all fake. It's like American exceptionalism, garbagey right. crap. Like, it's. Oh, not, right. Yeah. It just wants to make yeah. you happy. And I tried a bunch of different There, there was a lawyer, I can't remember what the case was, but recently, and I don't even think it was, I feel like it was in Italy. Maybe I'm wrong. But whatever it was, this lawyer basically, like, Asked ChatGPT to give him, um, th- like his his opening statement or something like that, or some some legal argument, and it gave him like three cases to cite, and he figured out one of them was wrong. So then he asked ChatGPT if the other ones were right, and ChatGPT was like, "Yep." He was like, "Okay." So then he goes into court. He presents those as real cases, and everyone's like, "No, those aren't cases." <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, well, great. Well, we're in a good time oh, either way. Good stuff. Oh, that was one of our presidents. What a good guy. Hey. Bye, Chucko. Bye, right. man, person. Stop recording.